Thank you for tuning in to the second episode of the Jules Rules Sports Podcast. There's been lots of football news this past week. The first NFL player to be diagnosed with COVID-19 was Los Angeles Rams center Brian Allen. The next day, star edge rusher for the Denver Broncos, Vaughn Miller, was also tested positive. But let's move on from all that bad stuff. The Jacksonville Jaguars are trying to trade running back Leonard Fournette, and there are a few teams, namely the Buccaneers, Bills, and Dolphins, that could all be interested. The Jaguars will also most likely trade defensive end Yannick Ngakwe. Jacksonville already has 12 picks, but after one or two trades that could be made, they should have a few more. Speaking of the draft, it starts in just four days and I'm getting very excited. There are reports that the Broncos are looking into trading up for a receiver, possibly Jerry Judy from Alabama. Judy has actually been compared to Odell Beckham Jr. Earlier this week, Odell was almost traded to the Minnesota Vikings. However, the two teams couldn't agree on a deal. It does look like the Browns are trying to get Odell out of Cleveland, though. The Atlanta Falcons and Dallas Cowboys are two other teams that could potentially trade up. However, they want C.J. Henderson, cornerback from Florida. Henderson will be the second corner taken in this year's draft, behind Jeffrey Akuda from Ohio State. Reporter Ian Rappaport said a general manager told him this draft would be unlike any in recent years. The general manager told Rappaport that there's never been a time when the media has been more wrong with their mock drafts. This means there will be some surprising picks and even some surprising trades that will lead to talented first-round type players falling to day two. I was actually lucky enough to set up another interview with a 2020 NFL draft prospect. This time, it was with former San Diego State cornerback Luke Barku. I'll play the interview right now. All right, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So, coming out of high school, who did you have offers from, and what made San Diego State the right fit? I'm so sorry. Repeat that question one more time. Coming out of high school, who did you have offers from, and what made San Diego State the right fit? Um, I didn't actually go to San Diego State out of high school. Um, I kind of messed up my hamstring. I got hurt, so I had to go to a community college. I went to Grossmont College, and then I transferred to San Diego State. When I um, left Grossmont College, I had offers from Utah State, Northern Arizona, Portland State, and then I had San Diego State, but um, I accepted the offer to San Diego State right away. How was the process of transferring? Um, it was cool. It just, uh, I had to get used to the system at San Diego State. It's a lot of structure and stuff like that. So I, I definitely had to adjust um, to the to the structure and stuff like that. My first year was just getting comfortable in the new program. And then um, once I got comfortable, I was able to uh, was able to some pretty decent numbers. So it was exciting. Last year, you had nine interceptions and 16 pass deflections. What allows you to make so many plays on the ball? Um, I have a wide receiver background, so my entire life, I started off playing wide receiver. So, just catching the ball just comes naturally, not naturally to me. Um, I feel like I still have those wide receiver instincts that when the ball's in the air, it allows me to go up and just naturally want to go up and go up and come down with it. So, I think just my receiver background and my versatility. What do you say that playing receiver previously? Has helped you a lot at, as you are now a cornerback? Uh, yes, most definitely. It's definitely had a huge impact on um, the way I'm able to play the game at the defensive back position. 
And you you didn't get invited to the combine, but do you see that adding some extra fuel and motivating you to prove people wrong? Um, yeah, that's kind of like, it's nothing new to me. It's something I've kind of experienced my whole life where I've, I wasn't invited into certain things or I was kind of like overlooked or under the radar. And it definitely puts a chip on my shoulder. And it's just more motivation for me. It's just fuel to the fire. And I actually kind of like it that way. So um, I don't mind when things don't go my way. I'm just going to make the best of the situation. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's And you also heard you created your own Pro Day video where you did everything that you didn't get a chance to do at the Combine and obviously the Pro Day because of the virus. So how do you think you did? And was that a, a very unique experience? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a unique experience. And um, I think I did a pretty good job because I've been getting a lot of good feedback from a lot of teams and a lot of coaches. So they're excited about what they saw. And I'm glad I was able to get that to them because I've definitely been um, getting a lot of attention because of that video. So it was definitely a success. What teams have gone back to you and reached out to you? Um, I've been talking to a lot of teams. It's probably like more than half the league, probably like about over 20 teams. But some of the teams I would name is like the Ravens, the Colts, um, the Chiefs, the 49ers, Eagles, just a variety of teams, but I've, I've talked to a lot of teams so far. Right now, do you feel like any of those teams can pick you, or do you have a few that you feel like are the most interested? Um, yeah, I definitely feel like with the draft coming up, it's, it, you never know what's going to happen. Um, a lot of teams are showing interest, and depending on what's the, the depending on what's going on at that moment in the draft, then anybody can get picked anywhere. So it's it's kind of like hard to pick them exactly is going to end up picking you, so it's just a business that comes in a, a surprise for me. If you could describe the draft process in one word, what would it be and why? Um, I would just say nerve-wracking, um, and that's because, like, day, every day you're just thinking about it, like, yeah, I'm one, I'm one day closer, and this is the moment we've been waiting for our whole life, so it's finally here, so everybody's just nervous about the um, entire situation, so, um, yeah, I definitely use the word nerve-wracking to describe it. And are, are you excited as the draft approaches? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely excited. Um, like I said, I've been working for this moment my whole life, so I'm just excited to see all my hard work uh, finally paying off and, and um, kind, of making it, kind of making the dream come true, so it's definitely exciting for me. What are you most looking forward to about playing at the next level? Um, being able to compete with the guys that I've watched on team my whole life, just being able to compete and play at the highest level of competition there is, so... That's, that's my biggest thing is being, being a strong competitor and I want to show the world that I can, that I can compete with the, the top talent in the world. Do you think uh, once you are doing that, can you make an impact day one? Day um, one? I, I definitely think so, but if not day one, I'm definitely am the type of player to, to progress and, and eventually end up starting and, and making a huge impact on the team. But like I said, I'm going I'm to I'm get to a team and um, fulfill any needs I need me to. I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way up. And if, if I if I do end up starting day one, then so be it. But if not, then I'm going to keep my head down and I'm going to just keep grinding until I do become a starter. What's your most embarrassing moment from a practice or game? Uh, uh, embarrassing moment? Um, I would just say, like, uh, interception. Probably like an interception that I dropped against Utah State. I had, like, a wide-open interception against, um, it was from Jordan Love from Utah State. Um, I don't know, I just kind of like had a shoulder brace on and I went up too early for it and I just ended up dropping in. Uh, that's one I wish I could take back. I had nightmares about it, but uh, it's all good. Speaking of interceptions, is there any quarterback in the NFL that you'd, that you'd like to intercept more than others? Or are you going to be happy intercepting any of them? Um, I'm going to be happy intercepting any, any of them. I mean, the interceptions are interceptions at the end of the day. Um, but I would definitely enjoy uh, intercepting Tom Brady. So. <laughs>
<laughs> just because that's my favorite quarterback, and I, I feel like he's the, the greatest of all time. So just thinking yeah. about St. Jordan is a, is a blessing. Were you surprised when he went to the Buccaneers? Um, I was definitely surprised. Yeah, I, I'm more so excited for him, so I want to see what he, he can do with another team. But I feel like that's the reason why he's he's been to another team to prove himself elsewhere, and that he can do it without Belichick and the whole Patriots system. So I definitely am rooting for him, and I'm hoping uh, he can come out successful. Once you do reach the NFL and play players like Tom Brady and other star players, will it be surreal meeting these people? Say that one more time. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. You. When you uh, do uh, play in the NFL and meet players like Tom Brady and all these star players across the across the league, will will that feel surreal? Um, yeah, I, I guess you could say it feels surreal just because, I, like I said, I've been watching them my whole life, and I've been those are like my idols, and I've been looking up to guys like that. So it definitely feels surreal. But like when you're actually in the moment and it's happening, it just it just reality it becomes reality at that point. You don't really look at it like that, but. It's definitely exciting, and when I do like sit down and cherish the moment, I definitely will, will get to see that. Then that is a special moment for me and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm excited to for that to have happen one day, very soon, hopefully. And I've always wondered, what happens when you have to go to the bathroom mid game? What do you do? Um, I've never had to go to the bathroom during the game. I don't think that really happens too too often. But if you do, I mean, you probably just gonna have to. Oh <laughs> uh, no! I've never experienced that. I've never even seen that happen. Yeah, well, I've always been wondering that. All you right. Make sure you gotta you gotta be mature about it. Make sure you go to the bathroom before the yeah. game so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is it. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. This means this means like the world to me. Thank no you. No problem, bro. I got you. Thank you. Hope you have a great day. Hope you're having a great day. Thank you. Yep, keep grinding, bro. Keep doing keep doing what you're doing. Hey, man, you too. Keep that good work up. You're going to be a great player. Take care. All right, peace. I'd really like to thank Luke Barku for doing this interview. With his size at 6'1", 174 pounds, and his ability to make plays on the ball, he's going to be a great cornerback in the NFL, and he'll be a very promising pick. I'd also like to thank you all for listening to this second episode of the Jules Rules Sports Podcast. And I hope you all have a great week and tune in to watch the 2020 NFL Draft this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Goodbye.